Rebbe. We're discussing the one of the big, the big hashkaf uh, points which Rebbe raises, and we have to know to do. And that is how do we reconcile a Baruch's knowledge with the person's behavior? And uh, Rebbe asks the question, and we saw that the Rebbe, at least, looks like he's trying to answer the question. His answer basically was, is understand you don't understand the shit. So how does that answer anything? So we started this, exploring this last week. Now, let's just repeat the starting point we said last week. And that is really, again, I'm quoting what the chef says in the Avi Ezri. Really, the question of the Rambam isn't really, the way it sounds, it isn't such a question at all. The question of the Rambam, and that it has to Hashem know what we're going to do, and at the same time we have free choice. Why is the question? Well, Hashem knows, He knows. We don't know what Hashem knows. And that's the case, even though Hashem can see the future, and therefore He can see what we're going to do, we can't see the future. So Hashem knows what's going to happen, we don't. And therefore, when we find ourselves in a situation where we have choices to make, for us it's a real choice. We don't know what the next step is going to be. The fact that Akadosh Baruch Hu has a way of knowing what it is, doesn't uh, necessarily change our behavior. And if that's the case, what's, what's the Kashi? So, we brought the question down to the next level. And that is, if Hashem would know what's going to happen in the future, and uh, Hashem would, so to speak, keep that information to Himself, and people aren't aware of that, or have no way of being aware of that, then it's like a trip. It's working in two separate zones, working in two separate uh, systems of how things are known, or what's known, and the one doesn't interfa- interface or mix, or mix into the other one. And therefore, for people, we're living in a world where we don't know the future, we're challenged with the situations we find ourselves in, we have to make the decisions, and uh, that's out of Hashem, on the other hand, is in a, in, in a situation where everything is created. And if he knows exactly what people are going to do before they do it, and that doesn't, he's not telling them what they're going to do, so they have to make the decisions themselves. But to make the question clearer, so what Rav Shach asked the question is, there were times when HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes known what people are going to do. There are times when HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes known what people are going to do. Details? Yes. For example, he tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I know, you should know, Paru is not going to let you go out. Or he tells Yirmiyahu, I'm going to send the king of Baals who destroy the best of English. And those are just two examples. There are many examples like that. That in the Vua Hashem tells Navi Merosh what people are going to do. And now the question is, how can they be Bechir? Because now it's not just something that Hashem knows and uh, no one else knows, and therefore it's, it's, it's kilo, something which a person has no awareness of. Once Hashem makes it known in the book what people are going to do, so now what are people meant to do? Um, yeah. It wasn't necessarily a secret. It wasn't necessarily a secret because that, uh, there were those Nevoahs which were foretold and were known about. Yirmiyahu spent years telling Klai Yisrael that, you're going, that the Bethlehem is going to get destroyed. He even identifies the king of Babel from his very first Nebuah. The first Nebuah in Sefer Yirmiyahu is Yirmiyahu is asked, what do you see? And you see that Sir in the Fuach, one of Klai Pitzafayna. And Hashem says, Mitzafayna tipatachara. The evil is going to come from the north. That was 40 years, which is Babel. That was 40 years before the Chorba. So, if in a case like that, when it's not just that Hashem knows because he can see the future or the time doesn't seem to back to him, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu foretells it. So now that's the case, now becomes the question. What the does a person have? 
In other words, if it's already, so to speak, made known what the decision is going to be. So here is a more of a question. Here is more of a question. Okay. So therefore, that's the question. Now you have to go back and understand what the Rambam answers. Because Dr. Ivan says it's not the derech of a chacham to ask questions which you don't have an answer and then leave everyone in service. So the Rambam didn't see how the Rambam answered the question, which is why he says that the Rambam didn't do anyone in the service to ask a question without answering it. The Rambam himself attempts an answer. We have to learn the Rambam's answer too. But first let's look at the Rambam's answer again and let's try and understand a little bit deeper what the Rambam is trying to say. So again, we're holding the parent hey, I'm going to read inside the answer and let's try and See, the Rama isn't just trying to tell us he can't answer the question. He's actually saying something. So let's see what he says. Day, you should know. To answer the question is going to be wider than the land and deeper than the sea. There are many great principles of Imunah, which are totally understanding this side. So the Ram is not saying that it's an easy answer. He's not saying, he's saying it's, an, you should know, it's a very elaborate answer. But so what is, how, how is he going to distill the answer? But therefore, now I'm tell you, there's a lot of discussion here, but at least understand the point I'm going to tell you. So if the Ram was just trying to say, I can't answer the question, he could have, he could have left it there. If he's coming to say, having just told you that there's a lot of discussion of depth in this point, but now, you listen to the point I'm telling you, the Mashmoaz is that he is coming to say something. Not just to say, I can't answer it. Right? It's not that the person speaks. You ask a question, I say, yeah, this is a very deep question. There's a lot of time, you're not bad, I don't answer. And you don't to say that. But if you're going to tell me there's a lot of depth behind this, and there's a lot to talk about, it means, but I'm going to tell you something which you can understand. Okay, so let's see, let's see what Dhamma says. And who is there's a difference between the way Hashem knows and people know. People know something separate to themselves. The person is one entity. What he knows is something separate. Because there's a stage when the person didn't know, and there's a stage when he learned that information, and he does know. So there's, there's a difference. The person who didn't, before he knew the person afterwards. And therefore, the, the, what a person does isn't intrinsically a part of him. Mashaikah by Hashem is not such a thing. Which means there was never a stage of Hashem who needed to know something he never knew. Hashem who was separate to his knowledge. It's all one thing. And what does that tell us? And therefore, the person you should know is It's not something that we as people can understand because we as people don't work with that system. Now, as we as people start off life not knowing anything, and everything we learn at whatever stage it is, is something new, which is added to our knowledge. And therefore the idea of something which is inseparable from his knowledge is foreign to us as people. Now, and therefore, what is our mind? Just like a person can't comprehend what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is as a spiritual entity because we can't as physical beings relate to something which isn't physical a living person can't see Hashem it's, it's in a different medium a living person sees physical things you can understand and relate to physical things not non-physical things and I always explain this you don't have to go as far as Hashem 
anything which isn't physical, you can't understand. The only way which people try and understand anything not physical is a making of this mistake and imagining it like something physical. Something like love? Which is whatever it's going to be. Let's talk about a malach. We know the malachim, but we, why do we insist on seeing the malach looking like a person, just with wings? Because we're used to people, and therefore we want to imagine the malach. It has to be something similar to a person. So it has to look like a person, it has to features like a person, it has to arms and limbs like a person, it has to have just those wings so they can fly. So you're just making a cross between a, malach, a person and a bird, and that's what we think a malach is. Who said? If you look at the description of the malachim, if anything, it looks very, very different to a person. If you look at how Yechezkel explains malachim, so that's also not meant to be taken literally. But even if it was, it doesn't look anything like a person. And what? As physical people, we see everything, we try to convert it into a physical comparison. That's because we're people. So of course, we can't relate to a non-physical thing. And in Kabbalah, we can't relate to something which is has no physical has no physical representation. In other words, Hashem. And therefore, just like a person can't do that, Same thing, a person can't understand how Hashem's das works, which we just said before that, and that is that Hashem's das is inseparable. It's not a separate thing. It's a chaluk of Hashem, which by us we don't know what it means, because by us our das isn't a chaluk of us. It's something which we can be coined. And we want to say, Dark Kani is talking about das. It's something we didn't have, we can get. It's something separate. It's not part of us. <coughs> And therefore, Now, therefore, we, it's not possible for us to know how Hashem knows what people, everything every which He created and what it does. And this is what we saw last in the Rav, it says, the Rav has just told us He doesn't know the he just explained to us, we can't know the answer, we don't know the answer, so what's the Chachmur telling it to us? And now we have to understand, the Ram is not, not saying I don't, he's not saying I don't know the answer, the Ram is telling us an answer. We just have to understand what he just said. Where is this an answer to the question? Where is this an answer to the question? So, I'm going to try and explain, what the Ram is saying, but just give it a few stands, because I know that when I get to step one and step two, I was going to ask me questions. Let me finish all three steps, and then hopefully the whole thing comes clear together. The first few said is like this, and that is, a person's das is limited. That's one thing I must say very clearly. Horaya, it's something which a person didn't have, and he has to get. And now he, whatever, however much he knows, is something separate to him. He knows a certain amount, and you can be sure that as much as a person knows, there's much more that he doesn't know. So I have much as I know. So that's the amount of das I was going at. Is that absolute das? No. There's a lot more I don't know. And I can get to know much more, and that'll become part of me too, and there's still a lot more, a lot more I don't know. That's the definition of that das is separate to the person, because the concept is, and that is that it's not a part of the person. It's something which she doesn't have and has to get, and then it's a question of how much she gets. HaKadosh Baruch, on the other hand, he said, which means there's not, Hashem's dice is part of him, but that also means that there's nothing to be added to that. In other words, Hashem's dice is absolute. It's complete. It's complete. Now, what is he, why is he saying that here? What's it going to the discussion here? So, let's give a marshal to explain the second point, but then I want to get to the third point with the marshal. The point is like this. 
If, let's say, you are playing a chess game, <coughs> and uh, the board's in a certain position, this is a motion, the board's in a certain position. Now, you have lots of options. You have lots of options what you could do. I could move up a castle, I could use my queen, I could take a piece, I could defend my king, there are lots of options what I could do. Uh, do I know now by what the option now I'm doing now is that's going to make me want to lose the game? No, because there are too many other options coming. You know, what I do this, you know, what's what he going to do next? And based on what I'll do next. Which means there's many, 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 many other options ahead of me still. It's not like a, um, the decision now is therefore going to, uh, I can tell you from my first opening move how the game is going to end because there's way too many other bakhiris along the way. There are way too many other decisions which have to be made by either player until the, as things change. But that's because the way a person looks at it is I, I see what's, what the situation in front of me now. Maybe I can see a, possible, a few possibilities ahead, right? But it's totally a fact that I don't yet know. But now let's say I could look at the game in, a, in a, some kind of quantum physics way and I could see absolutely every single possible option from now on. And I could decide that with every possible permutation there could be, or any possible move that either side would make, no matter I'm going to win. Imagine such a thing was possible. Yeah, it has to be a certain stage. But I'm saying, I agree. But I'm just giving the marshal because we can relate it. We can relate it. And if that's the case, so now this is so like, even though those, all those moves have to be made, and there's lots of options we could play at. This way, that way, this way. But the matter, I already know the result. Because all options, I can already see exactly where every option is going to get to. Why? Because I can already compute all the factors. In other words, the, uh, a chess game has a finite amount of possibilities. If I would be able to work with every single possibility, take every single option, and see where it's going to go, so then I can come to a Moscone. There's no chance. There's no chance anymore here. This is a foregone conclusion because I can already see what's going to happen. I can see it because even though it hasn't been played yet, but I can see every single option where it's going to go to. Now it's not always that, okay, but at a certain stage, let's say. And it's going to be the same. Each, yes. Each one's going to be yes. The same? Yes. Because if you, however, wherever way it's going to work, I can see what how the game is going to end. If I could, if I had a way of seeing that, you know, as if I could not just see that a lot of options. Say, let me see what does next, and I'll decide what I should do next. Now I could see the the the, the, the chessboard has a certain amount of possibilities. Now I can compute every single possibility, every possible move he could next make, and the best every possible move I could next make, and then again best every he could next make. And I can work into the tens and thousands, hundreds of thousands, depending on we're holding of options. But if I could compute all of that, so I can really say now, I know where this game is going to finish. Or what? I haven't played it yet. Go ahead, play. It doesn't make a difference. I know what's going to happen. Why? Because I have a way to foretell exactly what the what the factors are and exactly where they're all going to go. There's a finite amount of options. Now again, don't argue yet. I'm just using this as the motion. Now if you understand another point, and that is, imagine on a much bigger sense, and that is. A person's here in the world. The master, a person's put in a situation where he has options. Not just him, the other people have options too. And not just that, factors uh, which people can make, bring to play, can change things wherever it's going to be. And therefore, from the person's point of view, he's got lots of options. And I'm going to say this, and what's he going to say back to me? So if I said, I'll decide what I want to do next. I have lots of other options. But that's all coming from Be'etzem. I see options because my dice is limited to what I know right now. My knowledge of the situation is what I can see right now, which means the situation I'm in 
and possibly the options I have, and even possibly the way I expect the other person or the other people to react to what my options are going to be. So I can see one or two stages ahead in the game. That's all. And therefore, I don't know what the result's going to be. I have to play it and see. But if you're looking from the position where the dice is complete, and therefore I can see absolutely absolutely every option, which every which is a possible, so to speak, option to be every a card to be dealt, every single possibility there is to be played here. And now I can see exactly where it's going to go because knowing what everything, where the position everything's in, and what its options are going to be, and therefore how it's going to react, and therefore what's going to happen the result. It's like saying I can see from this board right now how the game's going to end. That doesn't mean if you can't see it, you're not going to play the game, and you're going to have to make decisions along the way because you can only see limited where where we're holding, and therefore you let the game play out, and you'll see I was right because I can already see from the factors where it has to go. Taking into account every possibility, I can still see where it's going to go. Now, if you understand, that's what that, that's a, again, I'm not finished yet. That's the second out of three stages. Well, the first, the, the, the good is Hashem's dice isn't limited. Hashem's dice isn't something which is something which is separate, which is a question of how much Hashem does. Hashem does everything. The dice is complete. And if that's the case, it's true. The person who sees himself in a Bechir situation is because the person is limited to what he knows. And that's why he sees the question. Whereas if you're in a position where you can, you know everything. You know every possibility that the person has. Not only that, you know what your story will work on the person. You know what his mindset is. You know what factors are playing in him. You know uh, what his tendency is going to be. You know in the system where, 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 what, what uh, the confrontation he's going to face to, to, to meet this Bechir is. And you know what his ability to overcome the temptation is. And you know what uh, his likelihood or how much he's, he's willing to work on himself to misguide or whatever it is. All these are things, are factors which are knowable. And I can compute all of that. And therefore, yes, you go through, you go, you go, you play the game. I can see exactly where it's going to go. And therefore, the Yisrael Ram isn't just that Hashem sees the future. It doesn't have to come to seeing the future. Hashem's dance of the present gives him all the answers. I'm 100% sure what someone's going to do. Not me, I'm Hashem is talking. I'm 100% sure what someone's going to do because he has the dance of all the factors involved. Which is all information basically, which the person himself doesn't have. The person himself doesn't have because his das isn't that complete. And therefore, the person himself has going to have to ex- go through the motion of playing the game, of doing what he ha- of making the decisions, of deciding what to do, of being confronted with the situation to get there. But from a college problem's point of view, it's, you can see it all. You can see it all. Now the MS is then now because it's a it's a chiddush. I'm saying. Let's try and explain it a bit more. Imagine if you had a way of being able to see a person so well that you can see this is how strong the person is. This is how strong the nisayan is. This is how la- this is how much the person is likely to be miscavered the nisayan. How much effort is going to put in. This is the person's ability to try. But this is the situation he's in, and these are the outside factors which are in, which are impacting on him. And therefore, this is the uh, if you want the printout of all the factors involved, Maskana, this is what he's going to do. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. Because he doesn't have the full dice. Masha'enkein, Hashem does know that. And therefore, Hashem knows exactly what the person is going to do from the dice of, of the person right now. It doesn't have to come from knowledge of the future, which is another factor, which is also true. That's the other Hashem's answer. It comes from the present. Let me understand one more point. And that's why the Rambam says it very accurately. What he's referring to always. The Rambam says, 
Yeah, the Rambam says. Okay, the Rambam says that das means the the balance to midas, to his midas. The person has his midas, and the control factor of midas is das. If a person had a full das, then he would be able, then then he would say he'd be miscover on his midas. You know, this is how strong the midas is. But I have the das against that, which is going to overcome that midas. If a person's das isn't strong enough, so then the mid is more likely to overcome the das. The person himself doesn't necessarily necessarily know that cheshpun, and therefore he's in a situation where I have to work with one against the other one. Uh, my mid is me to do something, my das tells me it's wrong. Okay, so we have a conflict. How strong is each side in the conflict? And what's each side going to work with to make it, to try and put this decision? Those are all factors which the person himself doesn't know. With all factors which are a part of it. Mashaenka and Kodesh Baruch is looking from the from the position of a complete das, which is Mimela. Yes, I put the person in the circumstance where he has a nisayin, but from Hashem's perspective, it's clear, it's completely clear what's going to happen next, and therefore there's not Hashem knows. Hashem knows. It's not it's not a sophic bichal. It's an absolute and it's a given. In the fact is the way Hashem has, it's clear what's going to happen, but the person doesn't have that, and therefore inside the person's nisayin. That's the number one. So you have to understand, a person's das and a shem's das are two different things. A person's das is something separate, and therefore it's not complete. And if it's not complete, then remember the person doesn't can't foresee all the factors and how they're going to make a difference and what's going, what the result's going to be. So he's on his side. And now he has to put himself in a situation not knowing what's going to happen. He has to try to fight for it. He has to try and work on that. Whereas a Kodesh Baruch Hu's das is absolute. As soon as das is complete, Remember, with that complete task, the way Hashem sees the situation is he can he sees exactly what's going to happen as well. Yes. 